I've been asked to make an announcement on behalf of one of my dearest colleagues and his family. I'm referring to David Morrow. About a month ago, David advised his mates on the continuous call team and the management of Nine Radio that he would be retiring immediately from all duties. That came as a major shock. Then we found out, after a couple of serious incidents during the off-season, David had been diagnosed with brain cancer. Now, David is not just a work colleague, he's a dear friend to everyone at this station and this network, and while he dealt with the original shock of the diagnosis, we all thought it was best to offer our love and support and let him, Chris and his daughters, deal with that rather shocking news as a family was there trying to digest a whole range of things. More recently, there's been some media interest, as you would appreciate, it's impossible to keep a lid on these stories, once David started his treatment. David and the family decided they wanted me to break the news, not only to our media colleagues, but to millions of listeners David has connected with in a career that's lasted more than 45 years. Thirsty, as he's widely known, has started radiation and chemo, and, uh, well, it's a tough time, obviously. I just want to share with everyone how much I actually love this fella and why I love this fellow broadcaster so much. He's a man of some substance. It goes without saying he's Australia's most versatile sports broadcaster. He started doing cricket in summer and rugby league in winter back in 1980 on the ABC. But of course, he's covered eight Olympics, doing everything you could imagine, but specialising in track and field. He started his Olympic broadcasting career at the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics. I got to work with him in 1992 at Barcelona and then alongside him in 96 in Atlanta, again in 2000, where he was on a special ABC panel to oversee the Sydney Olympics coverage. We were back in 2004, 2008 and 2012 in Athens, Beijing and London. For the past 40 years, we've either shared a broadcast box or been in an adjoining broadcast box. That started back in the 1980s when we both called the trot at Harold Park alongside our great mate Kevin Thompson. Then in 1987, and for the next 35 years, I was in a next-door broadcast box calling Rugby League, David on the ABC, me firstly for TUE and then more recently for 2GB. David, like me, started his career, his broadcasting career, as a race caller, and he was a very good one. And gee, Thirsty, didn't we have some fun on Friday nights at Harold Park with Tomo? Uh, and, of course, you can throw in some kangaroo tours together as well with our wonderful mates, Chippy Frillingos and Bob Bozo Fulton. David, if you listen to him, you'd know he has a love of bush rugby league and bush racing. In fact, his first league broadcast was 52 years ago in 1972 at Verge Street Oval in Kempsey. I think it would have been a game between Group 2 and Group 3 on the old station 2KM when he was still a teenager. I can say, in all honesty, in all the years, as competitors, we've never had a blue. And obviously, if you know me, that's saying something. A few years back, when I thought it was time to wind down my full-time commitment to the continuous call team, I spoke to Thirsty and convinced him to come across to 2GB. Here at 2GB and 9 Radio, he's fitted in just perfectly, having the ability to handle the cheekiness of colleagues like the big man, Daryl Broman and Mark Piggy Riddell and all the other boys they work with. And the bond between the big man and Thirsty is quite unique. They spend plenty of time taking the mickey out of each other, but there's a great affection between the two of them. 
a great affection. And I have to say, in 2023, Thirsty was calling as well as ever. He's been a mentor to many, and I know the leader of the Continuous Call team, Mark Levy, has benefited greatly by having Thirsty behind the microphone next to him. Now, when I asked David this week what he wanted me to say, I got a simple reply. He's currently living by his wife and daughter's suggestions to be grateful for all the good things he's been fortunate to enjoy during 70 years. He says, hopefully, radiation and Kumo can give him time to have a holiday with Chris towards the end of the year. Over this long career, he's worked with the best. Norman May, George Grilicic, Neville Oliver, Jim Maxwell, Gordon Bray, Alan Marks, John O'Reilly, Jeff Marnie, Tim Lane, Peter Walsh, Tracy Holmes, Karen Ty, Caroline Davison, Elaine Canty, Tyler's Tim Gavel, Jerry Collins, Glenn Mitchell, Graham Smokey Dawson, and look, far too many others to mention. Of course, he's co-commentator on the ABC and Rugby League for many years with Premiership winning coach Warren Ryan. They made a great, a great team. You can thank the former ABC head of sport, Alan Marks, for giving a young bloke named David Morrow a chance almost 50 years ago, and I'm sure Marksy is proud of how that young broadcaster became one of the legends of Australian broadcasting. Given what's happened to our mate Thirsty, Mark Levy, a very accomplished broadcaster, will take over lead NRL commentary duties, and I've told management I'll do a bit more calling this year to help cover David's retirement. Oh, mate, we'll miss you at weekends, and I'd ask our colleagues in the media to respect David and his family's privacy as this will be the only statement from the family. And um, it goes without saying that uh, everyone at Nine Radio, everyone from the ABC, um, sends their love and best wishes to David, Chris and their girls. Um, I've been in constant contact in the last few weeks with Alan Marks. Everyone's concerned about David and David knows how much he's regarded at both the ABC and at Nine Radio and by the Rugby League family. Peter Volandis has been aware for some time and contacted me along with station management and said if there's anything we can do for David and his family you must let us know. Um, obviously I would ask my colleagues in the media I know there'll be interest in this given the impact he's had um, on people over a long period of time. But what he requires now as he continues his treatment is utmost privacy. And I would hope my colleagues in the media would observe that in these most, most difficult, most difficult circumstances. Please leave them alone. They've got a lot to deal with.